Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox, and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Monique Rodriguez, who is a board-certified NCCAOM and licensed acupuncture physician and founder of Five Element Wellness Center in Coral Springs and Weston. She also holds a certification in injection therapy and is licensed as a primary care physician in the state of Florida. Monique's philosophical approach to treatment includes patient education, lifestyle changes, and herbal medicine. She has over 18 years of clinical experience and is very comfortable within both Western and Eastern medical paradigms. Monique is originally from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and has called South Florida home for over 31 years. She is also a wife, entrepreneur, mom of four, and grandmother of two. Wow, Monique, it is such a pleasure to have you on. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having me. So excited to dive into this conversation with you, but before we kind of go into all the things that you do in the health and wellness space, let's start with, start with my icebreaker round. What is your favorite book or one that you would like to recommend? So I have a few, um, an, a book that I have read a long, long time ago um, that actually there's one year that I gave to a bunch of my patients. The name is pretty funny. It's The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm, no. It's a pretty cool. It's so it's a story about a, an attorney, and it's all about reaching your dreams and finding your destiny. So it was all about him being very successful, but having a very out of balance life, mm. and that was that brought to him, and him going. He kind of got like forced to uh, go through this like spiritual journey it was kind of like a crisis in his life and how the crisis actually turned into a lot of wisdom so it's it's a cool book um there's definitely a lot of inspiring things about it uh but then right now I'm actually reading The Art of the Impossible by Mm -hmm. Stephen Kotler so I'm like maybe 60% into it it's very interesting so he talks about what is the secret of these uh, very high achievers. So it doesn't matter in what walk of life they are. You know, he talks about CEOs, athletes, artists, and what is it about them that makes them so successful? And it's all about nothing being impossible. It's just, and he goes through the bioscience. It's like, it's heavy in bioscience, but it's really, really interesting about reading about people's habits and how they got to where they are. That's awesome. Um, I'm always fascinated learning new things like that and self-development books. Um, And I personally believe like, I'm like, everything is possible. And, you know, you, if you, you find a way and maybe it's not exactly that way, but you can break through some way. So that's awesome. What are the values that guide you and your family? I would say loyalty is a big one for me. Uh, Kindness, respect, um, and then with the kids, we always tell them effort. Effort is a big thing. We don't expect perfection, but effort is a big, big one. 
Yeah, I always send my guy, my little guy, when he goes to school, I'm like, as long as you try your best, just try your best, do your best, give it all you got and everything will fall the way it's supposed to fall. How has motherhood, and I guess I'll now add grandmotherhood, um, transformed you? Oh, that's a big one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> motherhood always, always shifts everything. Mm. Um, I think for me, I was a young mother because my oldest one now is 25. So I would say going from kind of selfish to being selfless, having someone depending on you. Um, I don't think I actually knew what anxiety was until I became a mother. I think like fears that I never had to like even embarrassing fears and worries that I never had before about stupid stuff that you just don't think about until you become a mother. So that, I think it, it, it really, really did change for me. Of course that, you know, it, it's worse with the first one and I joke about it because she was like my project, basically my science project because you get better with with the other kids and now I don't feel as worried as I was with my first one so I allow my younger one now to do certain things that I was so worried about it before and it was such stupid stuff that I was worried about thinking you know back it's just like so silly things like my little one loves to dress up all the time and she loves costumes and when my older one was little, I always worried so much. Like I wanted her to look so perfect and clean yeah. and matching. And every time I, I took her out, didn't matter even if we were public, I just wanted her to look perfect. Yes. So I, it would drive me crazy about the mismatching and, and I, I couldn't deal with it. Like she had to be perfect. Like now, I don't care. You want to be Spider Woman, just go as Spider Woman and I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, well, and there's a, there, there are memes about that, right? That's like the first child, cause you don't know you don't know what to expect, which is true. Like the book says, you know, what to expect. Well, no, theirs is what to expect when you're expecting, but truthfully, you don't know what to expect and you could read all the books, but something physically and physio physiologically changes within us. And I'm sure you yeah. being a board certified physician understand that the things that have to happen in our bodies. Um, and yeah. I just wish that there was more to be done of really what changes in our brains when we become moms. You know, and then, yeah, I would imagine yeah, your second one, you're like, oh, wait, we survived that. So maybe it isn't as big of a deal. So that's awesome, though, that you've recognized that. And we'll get into, um, which I'm excited to hear, kind of your journey into, into where you are today. And if maybe being a parent kind of inspired that journey there. But my last icebreaker round question is, it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, to uplift a mother. Who and what has been a part of your motherhood village? Ooh, so with my older kids, my parents definitely helped a lot, a lot. Um, now, especially with the younger ones, my in-laws are very involved. Um, I have a wonderful nanny, which I don't know what I would do without her, especially with a younger one. And that's something that I fought very hard being against it because I wanted to do it all. And I didn't have a nanny for my older ones. So that was something completely new to me. And I was so wrong because I did need the help. And she, it's like part of the family. I don't know what I would do without her today with the kids. Even the older kids like adore her. Uh, yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, and even work, like I, I remember even when Natasha, Natasha's 20 now, 
I already had the business and I had to bring her to work at times. And people at work even helped me. Uh, Phoenix was coming to the office with me, you know, from the receptionist to even patients. Sometimes they love to just hold her. And for a few months, she was coming every day with me, half a day. And everybody in the office was helping out. <laughs> so everyone was actually part of the village. That's awesome. And that's amazing to hear um, that you incorporated that. And as a business owner, because you said you had the practice already being like, look, this is what I have to do. I have no choice. <laughs> Sometimes I even think about that because there are times where I'm like, mommy has to do this. And then I pause and I'm like, well, what's the worst that can happen if he bump, if he bursts into the meeting? Or what's the worst that can happen if truthfully, I want him to see that and have him understand, oh, this is where she goes and this is what she does. So I struggle with yeah. that as well. So it's great to hear you say that. But okay, so let's pivot. Tell me your journey into acupuncture and oriental medicine and then creating Five Element Wellness Center. What led you there? Um, and what has that journey been like for you? So my, my undergrad is actually molecular biology and biotechnology. Um, I was applying to med school, taking my MCAT, um, and then I got sick. Um, I was diagnosed with a blood disorder, which was really rare. and that led to me being hospitalized several times that year. I probably was hospitalized, I want to say, five or six times. Um, I had to have surgeries. Uh, I was put in lots and lots of medications. I was having all the side effects from it. Um, I developed migraines. My kidney stopped working, uh, which was actually caused by the medications that had me on. And I just felt that Western medicine really wasn't helping me. The doctors really didn't know how to treat me. Sure. At one point, they were treating me like a cancer patient. I had a port put in. That's how they were giving me medications and blood transfusions. And I found a doctor in Sylvester Center. He was an oncologist and hematologist, Dr. Leon. And he was the one that actually started helping me. He was also Chinese. And he actually asked me if I ever had tried acupuncture. I didn't know much about it. I kind of probably smirked about it, didn't believe that it could do anything, especially after hospitalization, surgery, medications, you know, it's like, what, what can this do for me? But then at the same time, you just, you're trying to find answers. So yes, it was last resort. Like a lot of my patients now, it's, I laugh when it's last resort, but it was my last resort. I was about to try anything. I found someone in Hollywood. I started going. Um, in the beginning, I couldn't really tell you what was doing for me. I felt relaxed after the treatments. I felt good, but it was so hard just within a few weeks to say, okay, is this going to really help me? Um, but, you know, I stuck with it for a good three, four months. And after three months, I was off of all my pain medication. I was doing so much better. So that kind of shift the whole uh, future and, and what I wanted to do. So instead of med school, I ended up applying for acupuncture and grad school in oriental medicine. Um, I actually went to school, uh, the same school that the person that was treating me at the time had gone to. So that's how the journey started. Um, the name of the company is actually Five Element Wellness Center because that's the type of acupuncture I studied. So there's different philosophies of acupuncture in different styles. So you have traditional Chinese medicine, which is called TCM. You have Japanese style. There's so many different styles. And Five Element is actually a style. Um, the mm -hmm. school that I went is actually called Five Element Academy of Acupuncture. So that's why the name. 
Um, and the process was a little crazy, really, because we opened the clinic prior to me even graduating. Um, yeah, so we actually used to hire other acupuncturists just come and treat. So the, the clinic has actually been open now for 21 years. I've been practicing for 18. Wow. So what was it, though? Because that's phenomenal. But you said in a few months time, you saw the results. What really was it that said that made you say, because to your point, yeah, you're going to school, you're going for your MCATs. I'm not even going to attempt, you said molecular something, something, you know, I'm not going to attempt <laughs> to repeat that, but you know, you're, you're studying this. This is what, you know, you're seeing this in the books. What really was it about acupuncture that you said, now this is going to be my career. That's a big pivot. That's a big step. The way I felt, I mean, I literally had two doctors tell my, my mom that I wasn't going to make it. They wow. did not know. Yes, they did not know how to treat me. I mean, it, it was bad. It was really bad. I mean, I had so many blood transfusions and oh there was just God. so much medication. When my kidneys shut down. I mean, it was it was a long year process. And just in three months to feel so much better and to not need the pain medication and to just, you know, once you stop really taking pain medication, kind of life changes. You can see things clearer. You don't feel tired all the time. You can focus. I mean, it, it just changes everything, really. So it it completely changed my life at the time. And I was like, okay, this is really incredible that they have been able to help me when all these different medications and all these different doctors and hospitals have not been able to help me. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, I guess you can talk a little bit about it. How far back does acupuncture go? Like how far back are we saying this? Thousands of years. So books, I mean, the first classics, what we call classics, we're talking about 3000 plus years ago that were written. So the knowledge has been there, which is, it's pretty incredible. I mean, now because we have so much science, we can actually test and see what is actually happening with the, the body and physiologically and biochemically when you're having the acupuncture but of course that we didn't have that at that time and that they actually knew that this point in this location anatomically is going to treat this and it's going to do this to your body i mean now with the mris we we use specific mris that we can see what's happening with the brain so we can see that neurotransmitters change you can actually make uh, the patient produce more serotonin levels, more wow. endorphins, so which works the same as pain medication, but now there's no side effects because you're actually doing it yourself. Wow. So that's good that you can break that down. So for anyone listening, and I know we're going to also talk about, you know, why wellness, especially in the in the motherhood state is really important to you and what and the things that you do. But I'm all about educating and, you know, I, when I find something or hear something that's fascinating to me, like I, I know acupuncture is good because my husband and I have looked into like more homeopathic remedies on certain levels. I definitely believe hospitals are needed, but there's times where we're like, oh, other things are needed as well to kind of balance it. Um, but I'm fascinated. So for anyone listening to this, listen to what you just said. You just said you're able to use modern technology to then say, okay, if this is going or this person's lacking this or whatever that is, basically, then you can say, how can we use the acupuncture to, I don't want to say fix the problem, but I guess, yeah, fix the issue that they have. Yeah, absolutely. That's wow. why acupuncture can treat so many different things. All we're doing is actually just getting your own body to produce the hormones and neurotransmitters 
that need to fix the issue. And that can be pain, that can be anxiety, that can be depression, that can be a hormonal imbalance. It all depends on what we're actually trying to accomplish. I mean, just with certain needles and certain points, we can actually get your endocrine system working better. And that goes along if somebody's coming in for infertility. We can actually help them with the infertility. doesn't matter if it's a male or a female. We can still help either one. Wow. So two point two part, but it kind of together. One, what are the full services that a five element wellness center provides? Because I know it's not just you that's there. So what would you provide as, as a full wellness center? And then two, what well you mentioned, but I'm sure like you said, there's a wide um, variety of things that acupuncture can treat. So I would say, what are some of the specific ones that you treat in your center? So in the center, we offer acupuncture. Um, we offer two like innovative medical solutions really for arthritis and pain, a lot of neurological disorders. One is called FSM, which is a frequency specific microcurrent. Uh, and the other one is the red light therapy. They were both studied by NASA. Um, there's lots of research and basically what they both do is help people to regenerate tissue. And that can be from uh, cartilage to um, nerves, especially people that come in with a lot of neuropathy, nerve pain, numbness, balance issues. Um, even people that have had, let's say, knee joint issues, surgery, um, and they had tissue damage. We can actually incorporate those machines with the acupuncture to get faster and better results. Um, we also do manual therapy. We do cupping. Um, we do injection therapy, injection therapy. Everything that we do is natural. So we only use vitamins and homeopathic injectables. Um, what else do we do? Um, and you do, do, do you help with, um, ferti with fertility, chronic And we do it through acupuncture, yes. So the things that we do treat, we treat a lot of pain, we do infertility, we do anxiety, depression, uh, neurological disorders, a lot of arthritis, back pain, migraines. Uh, and we even actually, the fun thing is that we do some rejuvenation as well. And everything that we do, it's natural. So it's obviously not the same as going and getting Botox. Um, we joke about it. We call it no tox because there's no toxins in it. Um, but we do have injectables that are just pure vitamins and amino acids that you can actually inject in someone's face and it makes them look better without like the facing feeling like it's it's natural that's crazy and I know you also do massage therapy you have massage therapy massage, absolutely so our massage therapists are more of the medical massage so we actually call it manual therapy so it's specific for people that have injuries we do have also a sports injury uh, department we have an AT on staff which is an athletic trainer so we do see a lot of athletes, not only professional athletes, but even just teenagers and kids, if they want to prevent from actually getting injuries, or if they've been injured and now they're looking to how to feel better without going towards the medication and the cortisone injections and things like that. Yeah, and then going down, unfortunately, a path of possibly needing pain medications and all of the things. So exactly. now that's going to lead me to your, my next question. What do you love or like most about practicing oriental medicine and acupuncture? What has kept you in this game for, you know, 21 years owning the business and now 18 years total of you practicing this? I think 
getting people feeling better, um, watching them having their aha moments, um, and then the relationships that you actually build. Um, it's definitely a different experience, uh, my relationship with my patients and a regular doctor. I think we, we, I get a lot closer to my patients. So I actually get to watch like the progression of where they come in and so much pain or they come in and they're so depressed or having so much anxiety and panic attacks to, you know, watching those same people three, four months down the road. Sometimes they came in with a walker and now they, they're walking normal, wow. you know, where they wouldn't get out of the house because they're having panic attacks and now they're going out. So just to be able to watch the transition that happens with treatment, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm sure I can, I can, you know, um, I know the listeners don't know that we know each other personally. Um, and even from talking to you about Five Element Wellness Center and the things that you do, I have always seen the passion on your face of what that is. So that's awesome. What is your philosophy in treating your patients? I would say the big one is kindness, non-judgment, and every patient, we always say that they are family, so they're extended family, and and it is true, like I've been to weddings, I've been to funerals, I've been to birthday parties, um, you know, a lot of the people, they, they start sometimes because they have a specific pain or problem, and then they actually realize what this is doing for their for their lives and how everything changes. Of course, they're not gonna keep coming two to three times a week when they have the pain, but they just never go away. You know, so yes, we'll see them every three or six months or sometimes it's just once a year, but you still have that connection with sure. them. And you, you get to know who their families are. You get to sometimes meet their, their spouses and their kids. So that it's been actually not just a philosophy of me personally, but even the business, like our patients are not numbers. Yeah. And, and I guess to, to just piggyback off of that, for those who are listening to this for the first time, you know, maybe they are dealing with pain, whether it's a, a mother that's have been dealing with pain or maybe it's fertility, chronic pain, whatever it is, or has someone in their family. Talk, talk about that. What are the misconceptions about acupuncture? And if someone comes to you, do they think, oh, now I have to come to you for the rest of my life? Or is it like you said, you do a, it's a process of saying, maybe you come a few times, we ramp it. And then, you know, from there, it's just a, like you would go visit your primary care physician once a year. Talk a little bit about misconceptions and then what that would look like if you were to treat a patient. I would think that the biggest misconception that people have with acupuncture is that it's faith-based, <laughs> that you have to believe in something, that there's some religion or yeah. belief behind it. There is no belief. Um, it is not based in any religion whatsoever. You will find uh, acupuncture physicians from all religious backgrounds. Um, it's science. Uh, it's, you know, what is happening physiologically and biochemically in your body, it's going to happen no matter what. You don't have to believe that's going to happen. A lot of times when I actually have patients come in and they're saying, I don't believe this, they, they actually turn out to be the best patients <laughs> because they're like, okay, is this my head or is this really happening? You know, I'm not having my headaches anymore. Yes. So it, it's kind of cool to see. But that I would say is probably number one that people ask. Do I have to believe that this is going to work in order to work? 
No, you do not have to believe it. And I try to explain to people, like when you take a Tylenol for your headache, are you thinking that you have to believe that that pill is going to do what it's going to do? No, it's going to do what it's going to do. You don't have to believe or think about it. It just does um, it. Right. It just does it. Now, I do believe that there is power in our thoughts, of course. And if somebody comes in extremely negative and they're absolutely sure that this is not going to work for them no matter what, yeah, it's probably going to take longer for them just because of the whole energy that they're putting around I and agree. the yes. that they're coming with. And that's anything and everything in life. It has just, it's not just for acupuncture. Um, now, when the patient comes in, every treatment is completely different. I can have 25 patients coming in with a headache and their treatment plan is going to be different. Not a headache is not the same as the other headache. People's headaches come from different places. People's lifestyles are different. Stress levels are different. So the way we're going to treat is going to be different. Their treatment plan is going to be different. Is it going to be for the rest of your life? No. However, there is also the understanding that when acupuncture came about, it was actually to keep people healthy. It was all about uh, not getting you sick. Acupuncture physicians did not get paid if you got sick. They got paid by the families to keep you healthy. Preventive care. Exactly. And if you got sick, that's when they did not get paid and they had to treat you for free. So when you come in with the pain, we put you on a treatment plan. Sometimes you have to come in three times a week, let's say for six weeks, 12 weeks. It really depends on how long you have had the issue. The longer you have the issue, the longer it's going to take us. And a lot of people will tell me, well, you know, I, I can't do this two times a week or three times a week, it's so many. It's all about frequency and consistency. And I always try to explain, if you go to the gym and you go to the gym once every other week, you will never see a difference and you will never get your six pack. Now, if you're consistent and you're frequent, you will be able to see the difference. You will see the changes in your body. And then keeping up those changes are going to be a lot easier than when you first started to work out to see the changes. Because now it's just maintenance. Now you're feeling good. So now you don't have to be here three times a week. You might want to come in, let's say, every three to four months. Like seasons change. You want to just boost your immune system. And that's the other thing that acupuncture can do, can increase your T cells, which takes care of your immune system. So if we're coming towards, you know, the end of the year, flu season, cold season, yes, come in before you get sick and get your treatment. But then it's in a different frequency. Sure. Um, I love that. I'm just fascinated by it. And I appreciate you for coming on for sharing that. So now let's pivot in the conversation to um, you're a mom of multiples, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're a wife, you're all the things you have to make time for your business, as well as your patients, which are two different things, right? Because you're actually serving your patients and then also having to be a business owner. What are ways that you practice self-care and ways that you release, reset, and recharge to make sure that you're the best for all of those things, your roles in your life? Well, I do it different ways. Uh, there's a lot of things that I enjoy doing. And sometimes I feel I don't have time to do everything. Traveling being a huge one for me brings tons of joy. It kind of like refills my energy. Um, I come back, 
I feel like reset and okay, I know I can do this for a little bit longer. Um, myself and my husband, we try to do a lot of staycations. So I would say like every other month, we try to take a weekend. Wow. We've been, we're pretty consistent. I mean, we get busy with the kids and sports and things like that. Sometimes we have gone like three months, but we we always try to make time so the two of us can just take a weekend, even if we're going to Fort Lauderdale, yeah. you know, for the weekend. We do that a lot. Um, and sometimes we kind of can't see where the stress has come and how much each one of us is doing. There are points that my husband would just message me and say, hey, I booked you a massage because he knows that I'm like going on film and awesome. he's like, okay, you need it. He's awesome. actually better than myself to actually schedule things like that. He actually has it on his schedule. He goes to his massages every week and things like that. I'm not so good. I do plan my trips and my time off and, but I do actually you get caught up. Do, you get caught up yes. in all your stuff. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. But but that's awesome that you have a partner that can recognize that in you. So I would say that you making sure your that you and your husband stay in sync so that he can recognize that in you, right? Yeah. That, that's absolutely. a full circle moment because it would be easier for you to disconnect and you to get busy and then to come back and say, well, this and this. But the fact of him knowing you that well is amazing that he can sense that and build that for you. Um are, are there some tips or things that you can give moms who are listening to this that are maybe trying to juggle all of the things and practice healthy habits for themselves and their families? I would say um, self-care is super important. The one thing that I hear a lot from my pa the patients, they always think or other people have told them that self-care is selfish. And it's really not selfish. That is such a misconception. You cannot take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. So you cannot pour from an empty cup. And it's so important for all of us. And it doesn't matter what it is that is self-care. Self-care comes in such a multitude of things. For some of us, it can be meditation. For others, it's just sitting outside and watching the sunset. It's just time for yourself. And what's going to bring you joy and it's going to reset you but just taking the time to do it and to always just realizing that it is not selfish at all it's it's part of becoming better because when you're exhausted you can't pull energy from that so we all have to reset for sure and then how can families look beyond the traditional ways that we've been taught to grow and sustain our families. What are some ways or I guess tips that you can say that are the non-traditional ways? Obviously acupuncture would be one, maybe come in to have a checkup. You've already got me. Look again, I've known about acupuncture, but I always know it like you go to a massage place and you do one round of acupuncture and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is this? But you're talking about it in a whole preventive maintenance, um, yes. fixing everything. So um, what are some ways that families can do it in a non-traditional way? What are some other things that families can do? to stay healthy? Well, I would say really watching nutrition and exercise and you can yeah. make it really fun. I know that with our four-year-old and of course that we have changed and we have learned those things and sure. we try to change. And of course, we're not saying we're never, we do eat out and we do eat normal, but then when we're home, we really try to have a healthy nutrition right. and do more vegetables, don't do any grease, 
don't do any fried foods. And then with the little one, we really have put like sports and exercise as something that's part of your life. She watches me and my husband all the time and she thinks it's the coolest thing. So she works out with us. That's the awesome. other day she was super upset because she, I was like, no, I need to be on my, by myself and do my workout. And she's like, no, I want to work out and be strong like you. So that's that is awesome. definitely, yes. Yes. Cause now she thinks it's, it's part of, of life. You just yeah. do this every day. hundred um, percent. How can people connect with you? They can also find me on Facebook, either through Five Element Wellness Center or even my personal name. They can find me as well. They can email me. The email is monique at the number 5ewc.com. Or they can call the office if they want to make an appointment. Uh, the phone number of the office is 954-657-8342. Awesome. And then any other final thoughts to the podcast community? Anything you want to talk about? Acupuncture, self-care, anything that... Um, you'd like to share? Hmm. I would say make sure you are taking care of yourself so you can take care of your kids and your family members. Don't feel guilty about taking time off to do the things that you need to reset. That is very, very important for your health. And I would say, you know what, before we end there, one more thing, um, and you had said something because I know you do have four children. That's I'm always amazed by parents of multiples, parents with older um, children and single moms because I don't know how you've done that. And now you are a grandma. If there's something you can maybe tell specifically to a new mom who's in the trenches of it all, what would you say? Oh, I know that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't feel overwhelmed because sometimes it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, you will get better in multitasking because that's a big one. I felt like, how am I going to do everything that I have to do and still be a mom? And you can do it all. It, it, it's just, it takes time, but you will realize that it, it's going to be okay. And yes, you can be successful as a mother, as a business owner, as a professional, and be good at all of it. I agree. I think now too, I'm in the stage of realizing as I'm becoming a business owner and growing and everything that I'm building, you have to understand there's seasons for everything. Yeah. Right. When I was planning my summit, I was in the thick of it. So there were certain things I couldn't do. Maybe I couldn't make up all the pickup times. I couldn't do all the drop offs. And I made time for my son in other places. And maybe my husband and I weren't having, you know, the one on ones, but I knew it was a small amount of time to look yeah. forward to. Now that's done, think, and the things that were put to the wayside, I can bring it back. So for me, I think that's what I'm learning is to, to find the blessings in, in the waves of just parenthood and life. I think as moms, we do think everything has to be like this, 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 and that is, it's just not. Yes. Yes. It's just, I guess when you become a mom, you just realize that you're not in control of everything and you have to be okay with that. You're not going to be able, yeah, you're not going to be able to control it all. And, you know, having, you know, I know the, the single mom and I've been there, it's a lot harder having a partner that can actually support you, yes. especially when you're trying to do it all and understand yes. it's a huge help. Um, but even if you're alone, you can still do it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Monique, for coming on, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey, and for what you do in the community and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.